Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com breadbox. everybody, welcome to Beneath the Surface here at WCAP Radio 980 in your dial. Beneath the Surface, where faith and reason meet every Monday evening between 10 and 11 p.m., bringing a little sanity into our age of insanity, a little life into our culture of death. Glad you could join us tonight again. Our topic for this evening, we will delve beneath the surface on the words, lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. Words from uh, the Our Father prayer and words that relate much to what Christians are going through today in the season of Lent. But before we delve into that beneath the surface, let me introduce to you two people first. Behind the glass, there she is, your producer and mine, Miss Cindy. Hi, how you doing? Not bad, Cindy. Yourself? I'm doing great tonight. Fabulous, fabulous. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, about 5'11". No, I've been, <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been busy, you know, busy doing video casts lately, uh, as well as uh, radio shows. But uh, good to see you again. And uh, in front of me is our guest for tonight, Mr. Bob LeBlanc. Hello, Paul. Mr. Bobbert. I am here. Here you are. Okay. Yeah. Which we really got that nailed down. <laughs> what is that old saying? Um, uh, oh, something about... Um, if I wish I could remember it. I'm, I'm so bad with these things. Uh, w- w- something about when you're... When you're in, uh, there you are. Something if you're not... Wherever you are... There you are. Oh no! Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, wherever that's, you go, there you are. That yeah. is exactly what I, I was first to heard remember. that on Buckaroo Bonsai in, oh, did you? in the ninth and the half dimension. Yeah. I probably get the dimension wrong, but yeah. it's something like that. Yeah, it's just so simple yet profound. Wherever you go, there you are. Well, you went here, and, and here it, I am. Here you are, and and glad we are for that. Nine seven eight four five four four nine eight zero is our phone number. 978-454-4980 if you would like to get involved in our discussion beneath the surface on the question of lead us not into temptation. Or you can just um, email us at btsradio980 at aol.com or anonymously make a comment at facebook.com slash fellow truth seekers. 
Or, and we have one more um, option from now on, and that is go to my personal website. Actually, it's a beneath-the-surface personal website, paulmarano.com. And that's with a U like the car, paulmarano.com. All right, Mr. Bob. Yes, Paul. We've got uh, we've got some uh, delving to do here. You got your shovel? Yes, I do. Fabulous. Well, as I was saying in the introduction, this topic lead us not into temptation. First of all, it's gotten a little press uh, in the past oh, six months or so. Uh, if you yes, Pope read, Francis. Yeah, you know, I don't know how serious to take that in, in a lot of things that supposedly come from his mouth. Uh, or what exactly he meant by it. I don't know the context. Well, this but is a some- tricky topic. Yeah, so. something about Jesus, uh, or God would not lead us, you know, willfully into temptation. So the words we might actually about that. mean something else in a different context kind of thing. Yes. All right, so do you want to talk about uh, first, do you want to talk about the words first, or do you want to talk about the season that we're in that relates to the words? Let's talk about the season first, because right. that'll get... I mean, I don't think we're going to really talk a lot about that. Mm. Um, let's let's start off with the three traditional things that we during, do during Lent. And what uh, is that? We uh, first of all, what is Lent for those who are not Catholic or listening? Lent is is well, traditionally it's called forty days, but it's kind of if you count the days strictly, you won't come up with exactly forty days. But okay. it's meant to uh, mimic the forty days. Um, and the forty years, mm-hmm. the forty year, forty days for Jesus he in spent the desert. In the desert, yeah, before his mission, yeah, before his mission, and also um, the forty years that the Israelites spent in the desert after they were freed from the Egyptians, and they spent forty years in the desert to prepare to get to the promised land. So, so the forty years in the desert, one could say, from a Christian perspective, is fulfilled symbolically in the 40 days in the desert of Jesus. Jesus is the new Israel in that respect. Right, okay. right, exactly. And and, and and may I say one more thing sure about thing. this? Um, 40, the 40 years and the 40 days could also symbolize, uh, or at least correlate with, the 40 weeks of pregnancy. Oh, and, yes. And so at the end yeah. of that preparation time, what happens? A baby is born into the world's. Israel is born into the promised land after their 40 years, right, in the desert. Right. And Jesus is going to be born, if you will, into a new covenant with mankind sitting at the right hand of the Father. What do you got? Well, I, I think for me, at least, yes. you know, I, I think other people would have different starting points. But for me, the good starting point is the 40 years in the desert. Because I get that. To, to me, that really speaks to me. How does it speak to you? Well... You have to remember that the the Israelites were slaves of the Egyptians for yes. such a long time. I mean, you could almost say it was bred into them, you know. Uh, hmm. it, it really defined their character at the time. Yeah, I think it was around 400 years, speaking yes, of Yes, I think it was maybe yeah. 480 years, but you're right. 400, hmm. 500 is about that hmm. uh, time frame. And so... That really gets into a culture or into a people, you yeah, know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, so, you know... Well, the, just to compare it, black people were yes. enslaved for how long in this country? Well, about the same period of time. Uh, 200 years since, well, 100 and... No, 50... 
what is it? Well, Four score, so 80 years since the uh, the founding of the country, but it was there certainly was slavery before the founding, so it, it would probably maybe was approaching 200 years or something like that, maybe with, more. With, okay, so the, the Israelites were enslaved perhaps double, at least, right. uh, the time of the, the, the black people in this country were enslaved. So that that gives you some kind of perspective of how long right. the Israelites were enslaved and, and, in and, Egypt, and and you still have people saying and and, mm. and and there is some credibility to this that that black people are still in a, some way oppressed because I think the 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 wounds of slavery collective are, psyche yeah the yeah. collective psyche it's still with us I okay. think um, and and that's something that that uh, Abraham Lincoln acknowledged in his. Mm. Uh, Second inaugural address that, that 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 the wounds of slavery would be felt for a long time afterwards, hmm. and and I think that's just common sense. Yeah. And so, going back to the Israelites, um, they were being really oppressed toward the end. There, I mean, Pharaoh was starting to really tightening down the screws on oppression for them, and. You know, this is the time of Moses, and Moses says to Pharaoh, you know, let my people go. And Pharaoh is like, no way. You know, there were ten plagues and all that sort of stuff. And then finally, mm-hmm. Pharaoh relents. He, 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 he lets them go, and then he decides, he changes his mind even then. Yeah. And tries to chase them. And, of course, then you hear the sea uh, in the Bible, the parting of the Red Sea. Yeah. And that miracle where the Israelites went through without any problem, and then all of a sudden Pharaoh's army gets flooded by by the Red Sea. Yeah, all by the power of God through the arm of Moses. Right. And so, you know, almost immediately the the Israelites are, are thankful, and then... Their thankfulness turns into gripes. They start grumbling, you know, and they says, well, it wasn't so bad under Pharaoh. I mean, why were we here yeah. sent into the desert? Were we sent here to die, you know? Because they started to get really hungry. Yes, and they started getting hungry. Things weren't yeah. going exactly correct, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, so the griping and the whining begins. Right, almost immediately. It's, there's, so, what is, in other words, what is, what is missing there? M- missing is trust, isn't it? Right, okay. absolutely. They're, they're, they've... they've They've been enslaved, and they get used to that slavery, and here God is going, trust me, you've seen all these miracles, trust me. Yeah, and it's interesting. Fallen human nature is, is very interesting in, in a whole, whole slew of things, but one of them is the fact, and I was just pondering this today, one of them is the fact that we tend to, be, we tend to choose what is more comfortable than what is better. Right. The comfortable rather than the good. Yes. And I think this is another example of them saying, you know, we hated slavery, but at least we, we, we were used to it. We, we, we were comfortable in that misery. Right. That was the yeah. easy choice. Yeah, it was the yeah. easy choice. We were comfortable in our misery. Now we don't know what. We we're yeah, scared. We, well, we, we're well, hungry. Yes, we are yeah. frightened. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that brings us into Jesus' 40 days. You know, well, Jesus okay. is... So 1,200 years later... Right. Comes Christ in his 40 days in the desert now, right. symbolizing and, and capitulating the 40 years of, of Egypt in the, in the desert. Well, well let's, let's go just to a few minutes before yeah. he goes into the desert. Could be found in Matthew chapter 3. Right. Go ahead. And you, you, you have first, just before then, you have the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. Mm. 
And then you see some some remarkable thing that happens. Then you have a, a theophany that occurs. Yes, at that which, time. which means that means well. Here you, we see specifically the three persons of the Trinity yes. uh, making an appearance during this baptism. This one scene in one scene. Yeah. So you have the Son who is being baptized. Right. You have the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove coming upon the Son. Right. right. And then you have the voice of. The Father, yes, who says, "This is my beloved Son," you know, yes, and so you you have the the all the all the persons of the Trinity here, and and I think what's interesting here for Christians because we consider baptism and confirmation they're both kind of a, a sacrament pair, and this is an anointing. Hmm. Jesus is anointed by the Holy Spirit yeah. during the baptism of John. Yeah, and he's being formed for this mission that he's about to undertake, and it kind of, it harkens back to a lot of things in the Bible, that scene you just mentioned, but one is the very first verse of the very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible. Right. Uh, In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth, and then then a, uh, a, a wind, a ruah from God comes down and begins to form the wasteland. And so there is a there is an allusion to the Holy Spirit, who the same word as wind and breath is spirit. Right. So the Spirit of God comes down, and the voice of God, like you hear in the scene, right? The voice of God says, let there be, Light. and then all of yeah. these things come right. to be. And of course, the word itself of the Father is the Son. Right. So there you have all three, much, much, um, much more subtle. You know, it's not as explicit as the scene in the, where Jesus is baptized, but it's still, in a sense, the the formation of the world is occurring with the presence of the three persons of the Trinity, and here you have the very, you know, incarnation of God under that uh, right similar situation. The Word made flesh, the incarnation yes. of God, and the the interesting thing and the key thing. That happens is it's said in in Matthew, and it's also said in Mark, and I think mm. in Mark it's more strongly. But I remember what it says in Matthew. It says the Spirit led Jesus into the desert, mm. and so how were you? How were we supposed to think about this? You know, this is this is a, a time of trial for Jesus, and I, I just want to go kind of de- do a little sidebar here and okay. talk about Lent. What we traditionally with Lent, we have three main things that we do. It's a time of preparation and for what? For the resurrection for Easter. Yes. That is what the whole the whole purpose of everything yes. get, gets into Easter. If the, yeah. there is no resurrection, what we're doing is just a waste of time. And it goes back to the uh, Jesus in the desert. In a sense, it was a preparation for his death and resurrection. Yeah. Yes, and, crucifixion, and, resurrection. Yeah, yeah, well, the time and darkness that he yeah. was spending in the tomb, you know. And uh, so, you, we're we're preparing in Lent as Christians. We're following. Jesus and his 40 days. Mm. And so there are three things traditionally that the church tells us to do. One of them is prayer, and Jesus definitely prayed in the desert, so we're following Mm -hmm. him there. The other is almsgiving, and I'm not sure, maybe you can see the connection here, but usually we're we're asked during uh, Lent to to give alms to show that our love— to, to make an outward sign of the love that we have for our fellow human beings. Yeah, and it's, it's a sacrifice. It just, is a sacrifice. Just like the sacrifice of food is 
as well as the sacrifice of our time when it comes to prayer. Right. And the other thing that's explicit there in, in his time in the desert is that Jesus fasted for 40 days. I want to talk about that fast and how it, uh, its implications and what it means for us and why fasting is good for us. 978-454-4980. You're listening to Beneath the Surface, WCAP. Need to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. We're back. Back OE, 978-454-4980 is our phone number. Beneath the Surface Radio, thanks for joining us tonight here till 11 p.m. Paul Morano with my guest, Mr. Bob LeBlanc. Talking about the uh, topic tonight, lead us not into temptation. And uh, mainly we're talking, uh, at least so far, about the, um, the uh, time that Jesus spent in the desert, which uh, is, of course, um, symbolic of what we uh, try to follow uh, as followers of Christ in Lent. And it itself was a capitulation uh, that symbolized the 40 years that the people of Israel are in the deserts. Step one, Israel. Step two, the new Israel, or, which is Jesus. And step three, his extended body, the church. And I, what I find interesting about the, well, many things, but one thing interesting about the temptations of Christ in the desert is the threefold temptations that the, uh, the devil um, well, put upon him. Let's not pass over this. You've said the word. Which word is that? And that's the word in the title. Jesus experienced three temptations of the devil. They're the temptations. Those are the, this is the title of the show, Lead Us Not Into Temptation. Right. I just want to highlight that point. I, we're going to get back to it later, but I just want to highlight that we are talking about temptations now. We're talking about something that has happened here that's going to relate to the entire topic. Oh really? Is that is that a teaser or something? That's what it, it's a okay. teaser. We're oh, going to cool. I mean this is important that That's we exciting. remember that Jesus was tempted <laughs> in the desert. Now that is a good point. That's that the son of God himself was tempted. It's you know he you know they say that Jesus is is exactly just like us except for sin. Right. And obviously he's also a divine person, but in his human nature he's just like us except for sin. Yet he was tempted, and that's that's the that's the point here that we're making. That that and, and the devil tried to get him before he started his mission to save the world. Now the threefold temptation that, that the devil gave him related to sensual uh, sensual pleasure. Turn the stones into bread. You'll have bread. He was fasting for forty he days. Was fa- he was hungry, definitely he was, hungry after forty yeah. days. Turn these stones into bread. So sensual pleasure. And then the second one was a view of the holy city. Now, a view of the holy city relates to, you could say, enticement of the eyes, wealth. I could have all of this. And then well, the third you're tempted with empower. He said, you "No, know, the third one was okay. you can possess all the kingdoms of the world, uh-huh. and that has to do with what possession, right? Power. And then you have the trifold temptations that we're all tempted with." And that is sensual uh, pleasure, uh, wealth, and power. Now, sensual pleasure comes in two. You know, you can you can cut it in half and say food and sex, right? Mm-hmm. So, sensual pleasure, wealth, and power. 
in what Jesus did when he said no to the devil, when he rejected the devil on all three of those temptations, was he made right what Eve and Adam with her made wrong in the book of Genesis. So there was a, if you if you read Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, very carefully, Eve, when Eve was tempted, she noticed that it was, quote, good for food, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable for gaining wisdom. Now think about those three things that she says. Good for food. Again, sensual lust, food, sex, sensual pleasure, right? Uh, pleasing to the eyes, enticements of the eyes, wealth, material goods, and uh, desirable for gaining wisdom. Per se, there's nothing wrong with wisdom. But if, you're, if you seek a, a, to be more wise than God, which of course is, a, is literally an impossibility, we're talking again of the sin of arrogance or pride, uh, the wanting power over God himself so that I can live the li- my life the way I want it. There's that tri- uh, trifold uh, temptation that Eve had, that Jesus in the desert um, Eve, basically, Jesus' rejection of, the, of, of the, the devil in those three sort of um, overcame what man, mankind did in, in their acceptance of those three temptations. Well, there's, there's also this, I think, I, I'd like to point out, uh, because it, 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 comes, it relates to modern humanity especially. Yes. Is, is, is that we really often want to take the easy way out. And that's what the devil was tempting Jesus with. You know, you know you're hungry, all you have to do is mm. do some of that divine magic and turn yeah. the, bread into, uh, the rocks into bread. Seems reasonable. Seems, yes. On the you know, surface. And, yeah. and Jesus was there. He was coming as the Messiah, which the Jewish people recognized as a, as a kingly power. And, but, you know... They, they sort of missed what sort of king Jesus was, but this is the easy way. Instead of all this yeah. suffering and stuff like that, come yeah. in glory, why don't you? And, and you know? yet, this reminds me of when Peter said something like, you're not going to get on a cross and suffer. Oh, I wanted to bring this up later, but and we can Je- bring it up now. And I think. Jesus said to him, what? Get behind me, what? Get behind me, Satan. That's because Peter was thinking in a very worldly wisdom kind of way, yes. not in a divine, eternal perspective that, that Jesus had. And the same, you can say the same thing about this. Well, this, this really all connects. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I want to go in first into um, this, this idea, especially of fasting, because I think giving something up is, is something that... Uh, that's more the more difficult thing to to do. So the sen- the sensual pleasures that we're talking about here, um, sacrificing that is most difficult because it's most essential to us. We need to eat every day. We need to eat. Yeah. Yes, I mean there there is there is, you know, our body really complains when we don't have food. You know, I mean, <laughs> I it, know that it, it becomes it becomes sure. very present to us. And, and and no I've no, I've noticed it. Look, uh, I I've 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 had to change my diet, you know, because of mm. of medical conditions, and I really I've lost a lot of weight, and yeah. and here I am, and You're I'm going good. okay. I've kind of quieted down. I'm I've I've reached a certain level where I'm used to not eating as much as I used to eat. And, yes, and and I I intentionally decided. 
I'm going to fast during Lent. And I talked to my doctor, and my doctor said it was all okay for me to do this. A, a certain kind of fast, not, not fully. Not fully. Uh, off, off of all I, food. I, I, am, I, am, I, am, I am fasting uh, at least within the regulations of the church, and I'm doing more than that. Okay. Um, so, uh, for instance, like Fridays, I'll only one, eat one meal a day and one snack. That is, that is my okay. Friday thing. And, and I don't increase the one meal. I don't increase. I've already established a level of what my meal is according right. to what my diet was before. And so I'm not pigging out during that one meal. I am having the one meal that I changed into, you know, after I received all this medical diagnosis and, and, and recommendations from the doctor. So. Yes. And I'm feeling it much more acutely uh, than I have in the past, even though I did sort of the same sort of drastic things during Lent. And maybe I should uh, talk about, well, this is a testing here um, that that's happening. And that's also, um, I think, one of the acceptable translations for lead us not into temptation Lead us not into the test, or lead us not into the trial. And uh, I got this from Father uh, Wynandy, um, who is speaking about Pope Francis and his agreement with the change in translation. And he disagrees a little bit, and he the reason why is he, he goes directly to Jesus' fasting in the desert. Mm-hmm. So we should understand this this. Um, fasting and all this sort of stuff as a time of trial that we intentionally put ourselves into. Okay. Um, and this is what Jesus did. He was led by the Spirit. He intentionally went into the desert. He, he went to fast, and he was tempted. He was tried by Satan. And so understanding also this, that this time of fasting, you brought it up before, it relates to the crucifixion and death of Jesus. Jesus carried his cross, so that that, that temptation goes dr- goes forward to that time that he had to bear that cross. And what has Jesus consistently told his disciples? He's gone. If you wish to follow me, mm. bear your cross. Right? He says, "Carry yeah. your cross." Yeah, carry your cross every day and follow me. Yeah. Right. And so. Um, so this is this is the sort of thing that we should understand. Um, lead us not into temptation. We should understand this in that sort of same light, that we've all got these sort of daily crosses. And what we're doing, we're spending time in the desert. We're spending time in preparation. Now, we're spending time in preparation or in order that we be tested. So then we have... All of those things normally in our lives, and everybody has different crosses. Right. We all have our own individual crosses. But in the season of Lent, we actually seek more crosses than we have in our regular lives in order to, to like, a, like a person who trains for the Olympics. They might, you know, they might train normally, but I tell you what, a year before the Olympics, they're probably really, you know, revving it up, right? Right. So, so then Lent is that time to rev it up. So that we can exercise um, all of those things that we need so that when we do, or if we do, 
come to our own great trial like Jesus did at the cross, at his cross. And I think everybody does come to that in a sense at their own individual death, right? Right. But uh, all of the sufferings and sacrifices that come before that also can be can be summed up in all of our, you know, our sacrifice uh, life, if you will. Right. So that so that's kind of like what I'm trying to get at is it's kind of like exercise for the big show. Right. And and you can you can draw this from Saint Paul. He talks about mm. dying to ourselves yes. daily, dying to ourselves. What this is the same thing as Jesus telling us to carry our crosses. And if we're not dying to ourselves before we die, mm. then, then the real test when we stand before Jesus as the just judge and the merciful judge is going to be maybe not a trial that we pass successfully mm. if, 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 if we bring it out. And I, I guess I'd like to, to go into my prior time in the Navy. Okay. I, I, was, uh, I was in a new construction submarine. Yeah. And they have trials as the, the 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 submarine is being built. They have trials, and and they're testing the equipment out. And then after after electric boat said to the navy, "This submarine is yours." They have another trial, and it's a trial a, com- a combined trial of testing out both the submarine and the crew, and it's called a DASO or D. D- uh, uh, oh, darn it, I've forgotten what DASO stands for, uh, Demonstration and Shakedown Operations. Mm-hmm. So, so what, you're, what you're trying to do is you're trying to prove that this ship of war is ready to go to war. Okay. So it is, it is a time of trial to make sure. To, one thing, you want to kind of get, get all the kinks out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? All those those sorts of things where you find out a maybe a problem with your equipment or you find out a problem with your crew and you find out what sort of things that you need to work on and fix. And so the analogy would be we are we need to try to get the kinks out of our, our own spiritual life and our own self and our own virtue a life of virtue by by purifying us of all of those those barriers, well, things that get in the way of the grace of God. Right, and 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 I'm also right at this present time. I'm doing mm. um, something called True Devotion to Mary. I'm con- okay. I'm going to do the consecration on the on the Annunciation on the 25th, and part of that, and I'm doing it according to Saint Louis the Montfort, and he brings in the imitation of Christ often in this, and in in the first book in chapter 13. In the imitation of Christ, uh, Thomas Akempis, who's the, the, the author of, of this uh, imitation of Christ, he starts talking about how temptations try us. There are trials, and then we find out who we are in these temptations. The kind we, of character we have. The kind of character that we have. Mm. And, yeah, and, it's very easy to say, well, if I was in this situation, I'd definitely do this. But uh, you you really don't know until you're in the situation. Yes, yeah. and 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 here's the thing. I mean, um, you know, I I started seeing that acutely during this uh, during this Lent. Uh, I'm I'm an impatient person, and I thought maybe I had beaten this impatience. Yeah, you 
You thought yeah. you might have beaten it, huh? I thought I might have beaten yeah. it. it was, it's through the grace of God. I thought, yeah. hey, I'm, pl- I'm praying the rosary all these times. I've, I've done it. And um, and so I, I, I remember I was, I was leading a Bible study, and we have time constraints. And here I am. I'm, mm. I, I'm in the middle of Lent. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yes. And... I noticed myself, nobody complained to me, but I just noticed within myself, I saw the interior monster that was there, and I saw, and I, I saw, and I was going, wow, I am just so impatient right now. I was mm. very short. Usually, I'm very kind of laid back on this, and yeah. people compliment, oh, you let the conversation flow so freely, yeah. and stuff like that, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's very easy not to be uh, impatient, uh, Particularly when you're not, like, living with a wife and five children. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can say, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm such a patient person when nobody's around. Right. And yeah. we'll, after the break, <laughs> we need to speak about what happens today. Yeah. Good. We'll talk about what happened today with Bob. I also want to talk a little more about uh, the trifold uh, temptations of Christ in the desert and how that relates to us. You are listening to Beneath the Surface here at WCAP. Studios. Paul Morano, Bob LeBank, be right back. Don't go away. Back. We are beneath the surface. 978-454-4980 if you want to jump in our conversation. Tonight, we're delving beneath the surface on the phrase, lead us not into temptation. And um, I'm here with my guest, Mr. Bob LeBlanc. And uh, among other things, we have been talking about the season of Lent, the 40 years of the people of Israel in in the desert between slavery and the promised land, the 40 days of Jesus in the desert in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 3, which is a capitulation of the 40 years in the deserts of the people of Israel, and our Lent, which is meant to be an imitation of those two events. One thing, before we get back into what we were talking about before the break, one thing I, I also want to bring up is we've, we've been talking about the, the need and the importance of fasting, and the Church has always you know, emphasized that as mm-hmm. a sacrifice for us to uh, exercise our spiritual muscles. Um, but we haven't yet talked about the other two. We haven't, and uh, and I just wanted to mention the um, the enticement of the eyes, or the 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 wealth parts, uh, the or the the temptation to wealth and material beings uh, things. It has a lot to do with uh, almsgiving, does it yes. not? No, this. Well, I mean, these the almsgiving is meant to show love. I mean, it's yes. not it's not meant to be an exterior sort of thing where if well, I do this I'll buy my way into heaven but oh, no, rather no. but rather yeah. you do this out of the out of charity. It's the word is very appropriate. Uh, I think you you bring up a huge point there. Both prayer excuse me, both fasting and almsgiving have a negative and a positive to it. The negative is to not do it. In other words, to to not eat a certain amount, certain foods, and to give up the money. But the positive is um, to give the money to uh, a certain a certain people who need it, right. right? Charity and to offer your time that in money that you would spend on food 
uh, to positive works. Right. So that's the positive part. You have to sort of get rid of the, um, whatever's in the way of doing what you should be doing in the first place. Well, this, this is the, the whole practice that we're trying to practice is trying to practice love here. Love. And, and, and maybe I should go into today for me because... Go into today. Because I failed the test today. You failed. I, I failed the test. Okay. Um, you know, I thought it was going pretty good. You know, I, 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 I got a flat tire today. Mm, and hate and, when that happens. Uh, yes, and and the tire is destroyed. You know, it was it okay. wasn't something that could be repaired. I I actually damaged it by driving on a flat tire. Tire. I didn't realize. Not it. a smart thing, but okay. Well, I just didn't know. I didn't, didn't know. realize that sure. I was driving on a flat. And uh, you know, all, all this I I teach uh, CCD on on Monday nights. Religious education. Religious at your education. Parish. Yeah. And and that managed to go fairly well, you know. Uh, but then I had to work out some sort of way to get here to the show. Yes. You know, and and so I had to, you know, go to my father and ask him, hey, you know, you know, and he's retired, you yeah, know. He's, sure. He's, he's wanting to watch TV. Yeah, he probably has his feet up, his shoes off. He's ready. Yeah. He's watching the Bruins or Celtics game. He's, he's stretching out, you know. Grabbing those pretzels, and here right. comes little Bob coming in. Hey, Dad. Yes. Can right. you give me a ride to Lowell? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the very last thing you wanted to do. Right. And yeah. and just on top of all of that, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm trying to get tell i went and sent an email to the president of my fan club and and we've joked about this before but this is an actual person that we call the president of my fan club and i sent her an email yes and 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 uh and you know she was so excited oh i'm gonna hear bob on the radio because of course she's the president of my fan club exciting thing to hear bob (laughs) on the radio and so she decides she's going to call me and 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 I am at my wit's end. I've got so many things I've got to do before mm. I leave and get mm. on the road to go yeah. to Yeah, who's got this kind of time? Who's got this kind of time? For and this... the, the impatience of yes. Bob really shines forth at this particular moment, ah. and I'm very short with her, and I just sell her. I'm stressed out, Yeah, and I hurt her. You know, I did not treat her with the full dignity that I should treat a human being. Mm. I just started viewing, oh, I, I was thinking about myself. I was thinking about the show. I was, mm-hmm. you know, saying, got to do a great show. And here I am, you know, being tested. Yeah. I've got all these sorts of stressors on me at all at mm. the same time. And do I pass the test? No, I don't pass the test. No? You know, so. What'd you do? Swear at her and hang up? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> uh, at, 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 oh, at a certain oh. point, you know, it wasn't very long, mm. maybe 10 seconds into the conversation, she's going, mm. I can hear your stress. I'm hanging up right now, kind of thing. Okay. You know? All right. Gotcha. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to downplay what you're saying, but I think most of us in that situation, probably you would have heard the stress too. Right. Because you're. You know, but. But a saint would have been able to handle it better, I would right. imagine. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I would have said, wait a second, this is a mm. real person that I'm dealing with. Yes. You know, it's not some sort of abstract thing or anything like that, and I should have dealt with it better. And, you know, uh, I guess I can say I'm only human, but we, so, we strive to be perfect. So, in that striving, would you say that fasting and almsgiving helps you to perfect your character in, in ways like that? 
Absolutely, absolutely. You would because, okay. because so, because so there, there's a concrete example. All right, right. No, this is this is exactly it. I mean, I'm hungry. You know, I I I, I did eat supper. I I on mm-hmm. on non Fridays and except for Sundays, I will just eat two meals a day. Okay. Um, and and you know, I'm feeling it. I'm I'm feeling it constantly. Um, and I've lost a lot of weight, and mm-hmm. and I'm experiencing some pains from losing that weight so quickly okay and so healthy pains or unhealthy pains they're healthy pains all right good um, yeah you're looking a lot better oh yes i'm yeah. definitely looking a lot better but and as the body is shrinking the beard is growing and i kind of like that look yes it's only being a temporary <laughs> thing but the 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 the, the thing uh-huh. about it is is that you know my body is getting used to its new weight yeah and it's not exactly Always smooth at times. Yeah, know? yeah. You're not you're not totally comfortable in your skin at the moment. That's true. The, yeah. the skin yeah. the skin is kind of flabby, you know. <laughs> yeah. So so somebody who comes across uh, in a way that uh, is not uh, to your liking uh, at the moment might might hear from you uh, for uh, your, your the, the stress part of you. Right. Right. Yes. It, it, right. It, it comes out and and it it has nothing to do with them. And yeah. the thing the thing to to kind of remember is no matter what. You're feeling on the inside. You still need to be able to to love the person that you're present with at mm. that that time. Now that takes practice in virtue, right? Absolutely. I think uh, that- uh, but the thing is, is that in order to develop this virtue, you have to kind of know where your weaknesses are. Yes, you have to know yourself, work on them. And that is exactly what Lent is all about, isn't it? This this is exactly what Lent mm. is about, and and this brings us to the lead us not into temptation part that we're talking about. Okay. So we know that the Spirit led Jesus into the desert yeah. and to be tempted. So this, the, 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 this understanding that I received from Father Wynandy, um, uh talking about this, and he's saying, well, no, wait a second. The, the translation is correct, but we, what we need to do is understand the context of this. And he brings up the fasting in the desert, but he also brings up something very interesting th- here as well. Jesus is tempted when Peter oh. says to him, you know, no, Lord, don't do that. Yes. He's doing the same things. Don't Satan suffer did. on that cross. Don't yeah. suffer on that cross. Right. Rather, experience the glory that, yes. that, that Satan was tempting him yes. with. Yes. Experience yes. that glory. Not going through death. To get through, get to your glory, but rather yeah. just grab the glory without that trial. Ooh, yeah, kind of like what Adam and Eve did in their yes. in their um, in their test. They failed their test because they well. were going to get the glory from God, but they would ra- they instead they wanted to grab it for themselves. But but here's the, here's something else about Peter. Okay? okay, Peter was speaking from his own strength at that time. That's right. And also, when he when when he was speaking to Jesus, Jesus says, "Everybody's going to betray me," you know, at after the Last Supper, before the crucifixion. And Peter, what does he do? He denies it. He says, "No, no way. Lord, it's not going to happen. Me. No, it's not going to happen. I am, you know, he, I, I have the strength. I'm going to be loyal to you. Yeah, just to the, the very end. Just what know? we said earlier. We, we think we can say, I will do X in a situation like that, but you really don't know until you're there. And and so and so and when Peter got there, what did he, what did he do? He denied Jesus three times, right, for fear of of his own." 
um, uh, skin. And here's here's yeah. a great thing that happens as well, is that at after the resurrection, Jesus asks Peter three times, "Do you yes. love me?" Yeah. And and Jesus knows what the answer to this is. The answer to this, yes, Peter does love him. But the thing that he's kind of missed in all of this is that in order for him to survive all these trials, he needs God. And, and this is the important part of lead us not into temptation, because then we ask hmm. right after that line, but deliver us from evil. We're asking God to help us survive all these trials that we're going to. God is not saying, avoid all these trials. Yeah, or, or, or that God would take them away from us, necessarily. And in fact, Jesus is praying for that in the garden. Yeah. He actually, in his, in his humanity, he has this, this abhorrence, this fear of death. He doesn't want to go through this death and trial. That take he's this cup go. away from me, but your will be done, not mine, Father. And, and that's exactly what we're doing. We don't go into this temptation because the Father wills us, but rather mm. the life we're supposed to lead following the will of the Father yes. is one that will lead us into these trials. We need to actually carry those crosses during our lifetime. In order to gain eternal glory. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's sort of the state we're in, a post-Eden state. You need to suffer in order to attain eternal life. And of course, we unite that suffering with the suffering yeah. of Jesus on the cross. Right, exactly. Which, by the way, brings me to the third um, temptation of Christ, and that is... Uh, you know, possess all the kingdoms of the world and, uh, and, and worship me, basically, is what the, the devil said. And this relates to uh, what Eve said as the third thing, desirable for gaining wisdom. You know, the pretentiousness of life is what St. John said in one of his, one of his uh, letters. This, this pride, this, this, this lust for power. And uh, I guess the, the third thing that you do during Lent relating to that is prayer because right. if you're on your knees if you if you humble yourself to pray to God just just the act of doing that says something it says that God is God and I am not right this <laughs> is you know you said you need to be humble and and, yeah. and that's the first step in prayer you need to be humble you need to and I'm saying if you're not humble pray anyways that is just the first move pray for it. humility pray yeah. for humility if you can and, and yeah. And I do. I pray for humility daily, and I fail that test daily. And, and often I pray the litany of humility, and it comes back to me. It always comes mm. back to me. I, I, I notice it five seconds after I've failed to be humble, <laughs> and I go, you know, I prayed for this this morning, and, yeah. you know. But you're Back getting to, there. I, I, I guess you can't expect to be there 100%. Well, that's pride again. That's pride again. I guess, yeah, I guess that's pride again. <laughs> you know, yeah. expecting, oh, I'll just pray mm. for it, and I'll be humble, and I'll but, do it without God's help, you know? But I guess to, to look at it on the, the positive side, just the act of praying is says something. It says that unlike what Adam and Eve did, and unlike what the devil was trying to do here— you're recognizing the the smallness of you, the the insignificance of you in relationship to the eternal majesty of God, and how much He loves you despite yourself. 
Right. Oh, this is exactly true. Uh, I I have this quote of St. John Paul II that I always love to bring up, and I'll probably mess it up because it's too long to be pithy, but it's very short. And he talks about, you are not the sum of your weaknesses and failures, but rather the Father's love for you and your capacity to be an image of his Son. Let's can we break that down a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Right. Uh, first of all, let's 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 break down what we are not. Right, we're not the sum or the summary of our weaknesses what? and failures. Of our weaknesses and failures. Okay. Now, I suppose a lot of people do carry that around as baggage, right. and and consciously or unconsciously identify with that continuously. Right. They yeah. say, I'm a bad person, yeah. I can never get better, I right. can... And some even say, even God can't love me for what right. I've done. Which that of is course, true. Which, of course, is an, is an impossibility. They, right. don't, they don't know the infinite mercy of God. And the infinite love of God, which, are the same, of God. which is the same thing yeah. as his mercy. Yeah. But some people are there, you're right, you're right. And so we're not that, he's saying, so John Paul. We're, right. That's we're not, not our that. identity. That is, we are not that. Yeah. We are not these evil persons... That 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 we may think of ourselves as. Now, now speak the positive half of that. Well, saying. then, then we are the sum of the Father's love for us. That's the first step to re- recognize that God loves us that much. Hmm. The first part is the recognition that we are weak. But on the other side of that, hmm. it's a recognition of God's love for us and our worth contained in that love for us. I think a lot of people get mixed up of the supernatural and the natural here. In other words, a lot of people would say, I am a good person. Yeah. Now, that's not exactly what you're saying here. You're not necessarily a good person. The badness of you uh, is, is, in a sense, overcome. It, it remains but it's overcome by the infinite love that God has for you, right? Right. So the, the point isn't, I'm a good person. The, the, the point is, I am fully and completely loved despite the ungoodness of my person. And, and that makes me good. Right. And then the, the other one is mm. the progression that we should be making toward. As mm. Christians, we should be following Christ. And that's how we become an image of the Father's Son. So, in following the natural Son of God, adopted sons of God, like you, me, and everyone else, have a chance to be caught up in the glory and the eternal life of God to become one of his family. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what you're talking about. That's what the Christian life is about, and particularly the focus of Lent. Yes. Last word? Well, we look forward to Easter, the resurrection. Amen to that. All right, one of these days we're going to do a, a, a show on the resurrection of mankind as it relates to the resurrection of Christ and Easter. But now we've got to say a quick goodbye. Thank you, Mr. Bob LeBlanc. Thank, thank you, you, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Beneath the surface, we'll see you next time. Same time, same place. Paul Morano signing off. Take care. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.